0: Good evening and welcome to the Braille Institute of America's Braille Challenge 2012 Award Ceremony. This live broadcast is brought to you by Ayers LA and will be available as a podcast on our website, www.airsla.org. I'm Max Lehinger. i
1: We're here at the Universal Hilton Hotel in Los Angeles for a dinner and ceremony at which the winners in each student category of the Braille Challenge will be presented their awards. In addition, the Teacher of the Year will be honored. For those of you who are new to this event, the Braille Challenge is unique. It's a competition among blind students, grades 1 through 12, from every part of the U.S. and Canada, testing their skills in all aspects of Braille. Spelling, reading comprehension, proofreading, speed and accuracy, and charts and graphs. It is a two-staged contest. The first, or regional stage, is held from January to March in various areas of the United States and Canada.
0: Winners in each region are then invited to participate in the final round of competition, which was held here today in Los Angeles at the headquarters of the Braille Institute of America, with the overall winners in each category being honored this evening. The categories are... Apprentice, grades 1 and 2, Freshman, grades 3 and 4, Sophomore, grades 5 and 6, Junior Varsity, grades 7, 8 and 9, Varsity, grades 10, 11 and 12. The tests become increasingly difficult at each higher category level.
1: The purpose of the Braille Challenge is to encourage students to improve their Braille reading and writing skills. The first challenge was held in 2000 in the Braille Institute's Regional Center in Anaheim, California, and it was limited to students in grades 1 through 12 from Southern California. In 2001, the Braille Institute invited agencies from other areas to send contestants from their local competition to a final challenge in San Diego. In 2003, a Braille Challenge Advisory Committee was formed and the preliminary round of the challenge was restructured to be open to all kids from the U.S. and Canada.
0: That 2003 Braille Challenge became a huge success with nearly 240 students from 28 states and four Canadian provinces participating in the first round and 55 finalists competing for the top titles. The number of participants has increased every year since then, with 60 finalists, 12 in each category, here in Los Angeles today. They, the finalists, are the winners of regional and local competitions administered by hundreds of teachers and many different agencies across the United States and Canada that hosted their own Braille Challenge event for up to 40 students at one
2: time.
1: The winners in each category of today's student competition will be recognized and given an award and prizes at this dinner. The prizes are really nice too. In addition, one of nine nominees from all over the country will receive the prestigious Teacher of the Year award. And that's what's creating the buzz and excitement here this evening at the, Braille, at the 2012 Braille Challenge. It's excitement from the contestants, among their families and friends, and among all of the attendees here at the Universal Hilton Hotel in Los Angeles. The evening began with dinner, and it's going to be followed by the program. So right now, they're eating. So what, what's Let's a, describe
0: the scene for you. We are in a very large ballroom. I measured it one year. It was 110 by 165 feet. I assume it's still the same size. It has 10 giant sun-like stars hanging from the ceiling that are reflected off mirrors on the wall. The stage is set against a red velvet curtain with a 35-foot-long replica of, famous, of the famous Hollywood sign on it. You really think you're in Hollywood here. The stage is set directly across from the entrance door.
1: There's a red carpet leading from the ballroom door directly to the stage, so you've all made your big entrance and have walked the red carpet. The kids are really excited about this. It's a really special event. The tables are decorated with centerpieces of crystal stemware tea lights placed on mirrored glass, set on black tablecloths with white napkins. The main course is about to be served. Actually, they're eating their salads now. So. What you're hearing in the background is the music of Dials Mavis. And it's going to be a really special night. These star lights are just beautiful, Max, aren't they? They're all lit up, and and the room just looks spectacular. Not to mention everybody who's here in the room. The kids are dressed so beautifully.
0: Every year at this time, the kids dress magnificently, as do their parents. Let me give you a little more background information. Uh, This will be live-streamed on YouTube and there will be a Twitter feed for this event. Uh, The announcers will be Jim Hull and uh, Danny Jacobs. They will come on later on. And Patrick Healy of NBC4 will award one of the prizes. Uh, Later on, we'll have the awards and the Teacher of the Year award as well.
1: So, Max, let's go into talking about what the Braille Challenge is. This is Braille Institute's national reading and writing contest in Braille and it's a great way to motivate blind and visually impaired students to practice their literary skills. Uh, Contests include reading comprehension, Braille speed and accuracy, proofreading, spelling and reading tactile charts and graphs. More than 800 students From 1st through 12th grades, they participated in the preliminary round last year. The top scoring 60 came to Los Angeles in June for the final round, two days of competition, camaraderie, and fun. If you want more information about the Braille Challenge, you can call Christine Pack, toll free, at 1-800-BRAILLE. That's 1-800-272-4553, extension 1321. Or you can send an email to cgpark at brailleinstitute.org.
0: This evening is the culmination of a lot of preliminary events. On Friday and Saturday, that's yesterday and today, top blind students from across the United States and Canada met here in Los Angeles to put their knowledge of the Braille code to the test in the only national academic competition for blind students in the country, the National Braille Challenge. This year marks the 12th anniversary of this groundbreaking event. Yeah. Sponsored by the Braille Institute of America, Whoa. the competition. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's the band you're hearing you, you in the You heard the band
0: in the background. Competition serves to encourage blind children of all ages to fine-tune their Braille skills, which are essential to their success in the sighted world. The 12th Annual National Braille Challenge took place at the Braille Institute's headquarters at uh, North Vermont Avenue in Los Angeles. Participants ages 6 to 19 Competed in challenging categories requiring them to transcribe, type, and read Braille.
1: Oh, let's tell you about the contest categories. There are The contest age groups we talked about before, but there's the apprentice level, which is the 1st and 2nd grades, the freshman level, which is the 3rd and 4th grades, sophomore, 5th and 6th grades, junior varsity, 7th, 8th and ninth grades, and varsity, 10th, 11th and 12th grades. So only students who take the preliminary contest in contracted Braille that corresponds to their age-appropriate academic grade level will be eligible to be invited to the finals. However, to encourage full inclusion and maximum participation in the preliminary round, a student may take any level of contest. Also, the apprentice preliminary contest is offered in uncontracted Braille and also can be taken by students of any age, even though the apprentice level is the first and second grades normally. Then there's a category, Braille speed and accuracy, which Max is going to tell you about.
0: Okay. In this event, contestants listen to a recorded story and must transcribe it into Braille. Contestants are ranked from lowest to highest based on the number of correct words, including punctuation, they transcribe from the page. A point is subtracted for each word that contains one or more mistakes, including missing or extra words. The uh, Braille Challenge Speed and Accuracy Contest are distributed as MP3 files on SD cards to be played on one of two approved audio players the Victor Reader Stream, manufactured by Humanware, and the Bookport Plus, distributed by the American Printing House for the Blind, (APH).
1: And then there's a category of Braille Spelling, the apprentice and freshman level. Contestants are asked to spell Braille vocabulary words correctly. Points are earned for each correctly spelled word. Extra points are given for additionally railing the contracted version of the word correctly.
0: Chart and graph reading is the next category for sophomore, junior, varsity and varsity. Contestants read raised line images called tactile graphs and earn points by correctly answering a series of multiple choice questions about the content. Contestants are ranked based on the most points earned.
1: Proofreading is next. Contestants read a series of Braille sentences, some with grammar, punctuation, or spelling errors. Contestants are asked to choose the multiple choice option that is Brailled correctly. And the final stage is reading comprehension. Contestants read a story in Braille to themselves and then answer 10 multiple choice questions. Based on the content, contestants are ranked in order based on the number of questions they can answer correctly.
0: There is a very nice quote here from Nancy Niebrugge, who is the vice president of uh, in charge of this event. Nancy says, "quote This competition is unique in that it tests a very specific skill. The great thing about the Rail Challenge is that it gives us the opportunity." to celebrate braille literacy and bring this issue to the attention of the public. Now, she is the director, Nancy, the director of the Braille Challenge. She goes on, most of the participants who make it to the national competition are the only blind students in their school. They go through their entire lives being the exception. This competition gives them the opportunity to build camaraderie among kids who have shared similar life experiences.
1: We'll give you a little more background on Nancy. Nancy directs the Institute's national programs, including the Braille Challenge, and she oversees BIA's marketing, public relations, and volunteer services. She's been with Braille Institute for 15 years, having served as director of both the Braille Publishing and Communication Departments. She's a member of several professional committees serving people who are blind or visually impaired, as well as being BIA's trustee to the Federal Educational Materials Program, administered by the American Printing House for the Blind, and BIA's representative to the National Councils for Schools for the Blind. Nancy Nibruvi was on our board for a while. She served on the board of ARSLA LA, but she's a very busy lady, and... From the look of tonight, she planned this whole event. It is so beautiful.
0: She planned it, and it always comes off perfectly because of Nancy's planning skills. Well, maybe we should tell you who the uh, contestants are, since many of you, I'm sure, are related to the finalists in this. So, why don't we start, Anne Marie? Okay. All right, we'll start with the apprentice group, first and second grades. They are Drake Alberhusky from Missouri. Onya Anderson from Georgia. Haley Bakersfield from Oklahoma. Audrey Bethes from Kansas. Keean Cleveland, Iowa. Iowa, that's your
3: home. Yeah, that's my home state, right.
0: Monzarath Espinola from California. Patricia Figueroa from California. Geneva Shu Ying Harris from Georgia. Presley Jorgensen from Texas. Julia Legrand from Michigan. Anthony Monkman from Pennsylvania, and I think he's called, he'd like to be called Anthony A.J. Monkman. I wonder if he calls himself A.J.
1: Yeah, maybe that's his Probably. nickname.
0: And Julia Stockberger from Maryland.
1: In the freshman level, which is the third and fourth grades, the 2012 finalists are Christopher Abel from Georgia, Jalen Jaylen Ballard from Ohio, Callie Brendel from New Jersey. Andrea Darmawan from Virginia, Elena Hall from Indiana, Christine Lacina from California, Annette Lamas from Florida, Griffin Miller from Michigan, Dana Rivera from Arizona, Mason Tilley from Kentucky, Jessica Vaughn from Indiana, and Marie Villanita from Indiana.
0: All right, let's go on to the sophomores who are the 5th and 6th graders. There is Kate Antillac from Florida. David Bartley from Virginia. Mitchell Bridwell, Indiana. Kelly Cusack from New York. Kelly was second in the freshman division last year. Liam Dolan from Texas. Meheer Doshi, New Jersey. Luther Fuller, Kansas. Ricardo Herrera, California. Jessica Lemond, Michigan, Jack McPadden from Massachusetts, Joshua Miller, Indiana, Michael Smedley, Pennsylvania, Michaela Smith from Indiana, and Ashley Towell from Kansas.
1: In the junior varsity level, which is seventh, eighth, and ninth grades, the 2012 finalists are Annabelle Costanzo from Iowa, Chase Crispin, from Nebraska. Kala Dolman from New York. Oh, that's Kayla Dolman, sorry Kayla, from New York. Harley Fetterman from Texas. Merlin Hilleman from Texas. Nicholas Lifka from New York. Jessica Menichi from Pennsylvania. Daisy Russell from Massachusetts. Lauren Thompson from Iowa. Ryan Yule from South Carolina. Vejas Vasilijskas Let me try that again Vajas, Vajas Vasilijskas from California and Michelle Young from Florida
0: See, each year Anne Marie, you get the more difficult <laughs> I know it We have arranged this Alright, in the varsity group, 10th, 11th and 12th grades We have Ayesha Ali from Connecticut Megan Benning I'm not going to talk over the microphone
2: this is the last the that hip hop, jazz, is so music in her voice.
3: All the way from the Island to Penn, I bring to you us.
0: Well I'm going to try to give you the names of the varsity over the band. We'll go back and do Aisha Ali from Connecticut, Megan Benning from Minnesota, Yuna Giatti from Massachusetts, Rima Kadura from Alberta, Canada. And Rima was first in the varsity division last year. She's back again. Aubrey Lucas from uh Alaska. Rianna Martin, British Columbia, Kelsey Mendenhall from Missouri, Marissa Parker from Massachusetts, Jennifer Shields from Virginia. Jennifer was second in the Bar State Division last year. Kira Sweeney from California, Harrison Tu from California, Andrew Zhang from New York, and Tiffany Zhao from California. And Tiffany was first in the JV division
2: last year.
1: Well, we're we're getting closer to the actual presentation, and you can feel it from the music. It's gotten a lot uh, louder and... The guys, everybody is really enjoying it here. We want to, Max and I want to tell you about what the prizes are because they're actually some really nice prizes this year. The first prize for winners in each division and for the teacher of the year uh, are a Focus 40 blue refreshable braille display from Freedom Scientific and an Apple iPad for each, which I was really excited about since I love mine so much. They are also going to receive cash awards $250 250 to $2,500, and the winners will also get a CV from the Dials Marvis band tonight, and did I say that right, Diles Navis band tonight, and from, uh, there's another singer tonight, Marlena Colston Barber, who performs, and they're also going to get some music of hers tonight, so quite a few really nice awards, Max.
0: Well, let's tell you about the sponsors of those nice awards. Okay. They should, they should be given the credit. The presenting sponsor is, of course, the Braille Institute Auxiliary. Awards banquet sponsor, Carl and Jeanette Goldbaum. Savings bond sponsor, Walter Lance Foundation. The opening ceremony sponsor, Dot Dat Inc. I love that name, Dot Dat Inc. Challenge day breakfast and lunch for student sponsor, Franklin D. and Phyllis M. Halliday. Welcome reception sponsor, Dot and Rick Nelson.
1: Braille Institute is pleased to receive generous support from many individuals, foundations, and corporations who make the Braille Challenge possible. The Dockweiler Foundation, in memory of Marcus E. Cran. The, e. the Kenneth T. and Eileen Norris Foundation. Teacher of the Year sponsor, Bill Evans. Charts and Graphs Individual Skills Competition sponsor, Homer A. Rails. Reading Comprehension Individual Skills Competition Sponsor, Philip P. Woodward. Tom and Arloa Arlingst- Ardingstall. City National Bank. Aberdeen Foundation. Mary Burson. Delta Gamma Foundation. Sally and Frank Jamison. Gerald Gerald and Mary Jo Brown in memory of Catherine M. Gruppa. Dean Girard. Barry S. Goldbaum, Palmer Langdon, Los Angeles Breakfast Club Foundation, Mrs. Jeanette Malin. Those were uh, the people who gave such generous support, individuals, foundations, and corporations. They're making this event tonight possible, and we thank them very much. And the applause for the band.
0: You should... uh well, I know you're anxiously waiting to hear who the winners are in these various categories. But, uh, oh, did we leave out a couple of sponsors? We left out a oh, couple wow, of we, major sponsors. We don't, we don't yes, let's that. return to that. The major prize sponsor, yeah. Freedom Scientific, provides six Focus 40 blue refreshable Braille displays as prizes for the five finalists and the teacher of the year. Those are elegant. Media sponsor is NBC4L.A. Sponsors providing prizes at the 2012 preliminary regional events. Uh, Humanware, Victor Stream Players, National Braille Press, gift certificates for their catalog of uh, books and products. Seedlings, Braille Books for Children, gift certificates for a book or T-shirt from their catalog. And Perkins Products, gift certificates for a Braille Sudoku game.
1: Now, we want to mention,
0: Sudoku. She would like that.
1: Yes. Now, we, we need to mention about this the, uh, for the iPad winners or any of you who have iPads or iPhones out there, Airs LA is developing an app which will help you access our website, which has all kinds of great news, entertainment, and information podcasts. You'll be able to listen to those wherever you are, not just at home on your computer, but, in, you know, in the car, on the road. It'll be really a nice thing and we're really excited about that. It's coming very soon. And, of course, it'll be on the website.
0: The world is going portable. AIRS LA is going portable, right That's right. We're
1: joining along with the keeping up with what's going on in the world.
0: Well, while we're waiting for the contest and enjoying the music, let me give you a little more information about the people who are in the background and responsible for making this whole project happen. The contest developers are Sheila Amato in West Virginia, these are teachers of the blind, Kristen Wuchucki in New Jersey, Anna Swenson in Virginia, Sandy Cerventi in Florida, Pat Leader in California, Marilyn Walpole in Massachusetts, Lynn Sadler in Arizona, and the transcribers and scoring criteria people, Bonnie Grimm, transcribing manager Braille Institute, and Marcy Ponzio Transcriber, Braille Institute.
1: Now you're going to hear a little bit more about the Teacher of the Year winner, but we're going to tell you a little bit about her right now. Her name is Laurel Hudson. She has a PhD. She's a teacher of students with visual impairments, certified orientation and mobility specialist from DeKalb County Public Schools in Georgia. Dr. Laurel J. Hudson is the consummate professional. She has taught students with visual impairments for 42 years and now serves as the diagnostician for all students with visual impairments entering the DeKalb County District. She previously worked for 14 years with children and their families at the Perkins School for the Blind in Massachusetts. She has taught special education undergraduate as an adjunct faculty member at Florida State University and the University of Massachusetts. Her institutional reach is international, and she has supported services for children with visual impairments by training teachers in China, Vietnam, and India. She also created the 19 Ways to Step Back poster, published by the American Printing House for the Blind, aimed at helping regular education professionals understand the needs of children with visual impairments. She's been honored as a distinguished educator by the National Federation of the Blind at both the state and national level. She's known best for her innovative instructional strategies and her ability to involve the entire general education class in this series Mm -hmm. she teaches to her students with visual impairments. Well deserved. Well deserved award winner.
0: I'm watching 400 people enjoying a meal. This is always a good occasion, the the food service here, even though the main reason for being here is not the meal, but the ceremony itself. I remember last year they announced Baked Alaska, and everybody became very, very excited. I don't know what the dessert's going to be. They haven't reached that point yet, but we will probably find out fairly soon all right why don't we tell you about the advisory committee for this event the braille challenge national advisory committee is made up of braille institute staff and a panel of experts in the field of braille literacy education and research this group oversees all aspects of the Braille Challenge, including contests, contents and procedures, student eligibility, communication with teachers and families, and tracking of statistics. They also review all nominations and vote to select the Teacher of the Year for Excellence in Braille Literacy. The advisory committee members are
1: Nancy Newberry. Assistant Vice President of Programs and Services, Braille Challenge Director, Braille Institute of America. James Adams, Superintendent, Ooh. Oklahoma School for the Blind. Eileen Curran, Master of Education, Teacher for the Visually Impaired, Carroll Center for the Blind, Massachusetts. Sally Jamison, MBA, Vice President of Programs and Services, Braille Institute of America. Ann McCuspie, Consultant. Ellen Ross, PhD consultant, blindness visual impairment. Marianne Siller, Master of Education. She's the National Consultant for Vision Impairment and Blindness Services. Anna Swenson also has a Master of Education Braille Literacy Consultant. And Stuart Wittenstein, he's the superintendent, California School for the Blind.
0: As you heard a few minutes ago, quite a few of previous year's winners are back again this year. While we're waiting for the award ceremony, let's give you the names of last year's winners. I'm sure that a lot of the parents and the kids will be excited to hear this. Last year, 2011, in the apprentice grades one to two, First place was Kendra Holloway from Tucker, Georgia. Second, Christopher Abel from Ackworth, Georgia. Wow, Georgia really <laughs> came in strong in that yeah. division. Third, yeah. Kelly <laughs> Brendel, Freehold, yeah. New Jersey. Freshman last year, grades oh, three and Niebuhrby four. Nancy who's ah.
1: just been introduced. let okay. Nancy. She's going to be leading the presentation tonight.
4: Nancy, ladies and gentlemen.
5: Thank you very much. Giles Mavis, everybody. Let's give one more hand. They're going to be with us all evening. We are really, really pleased to have them. Hi, I'm Nancy and welcome to the 2012 National Braille Challenge. My favorite day of the year. I know it's been a long road and hopefully it's been really fun and really rewarding because that's the point. I know some of you are gonna take home some prizes, but each and every one of you, whether you do or not, should be extremely proud of the achievement that you have made to be here tonight. That's right. I know we throw numbers at you, but you know, being only 60 among over 900 kids that took this contest is a pretty awesome achievement. I think that is amazing. Before dinner, you heard a description of the ballroom that we're in. Stars hanging in from the ceiling, a red carpet, and the Hollywood sign behind me. Oh, yeah, I think uh, the city's going to want that back but when the evening's <laughs> over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the whole room is designed to treat you like the Hollywood stars that you are, just like in the golden age of Hollywood in Tinseltown. But, you know, we've moved on. We're not watching talkies anymore. We're now watching blockbusters in 3D. So, the Braille Challenge has moved into the 21st century as well. When you look behind me, well, first of all, we, have lives, we are being live streamed on our own YouTube channel. You've heard of that, right? Okay. <laughs> Braille Student has their own YouTube channel. So, all of you, your friends and family back home, can watch you when you take home your awards. They can also listen because we are also receiving commentary and description on our, own, our, uh, our partners AIRSLA, which is an audio internet reading service. That's A-I-R-S-L-A dot org. And uh, joining us as they have for many years are Dick, Max, and Anne Marie. Let's give them a hand. <clears throat> and as they have been doing already, Folks back home can chime in on Twitter. On each screen, on each side of me, we have our Twitter feeds coming in, so if you haven't gotten a shout out from your friends back home, tell them our handle, at Brailleinst, that's B-R-A-I-L-L-E-I-N-S-T, and uh, they can join the fun. If a tweet is worthy of being shared, you will hear this cue. This is Hollywood.
6: We have a tweet.
5: All right, let's give it a try.
6: It's from Pinkerbell44, who says, It's very weird to have people watch a webcast of you eat, eating dinner. <laughs> <laughs> it's salmon, it's good.
5: Okay, well, can't stop that. So we're going high tech with the for the audience, but uh, I'm afraid I'm a little old school and I still need my script. Keep me on cue. I'm going to come center stage. You know, looking around the room earlier, I couldn't help but notice that as our announcer's voice was coming on many of you students were are instinctively grabbing your Perkins Braillers. For those of you who might wonder why would that be, it's because that announcer is none other than the voice of a very honored volunteer who's been doing the Braille Challenge for us for many years, Jim Hull. Yes, Jim Hull, would you care to say... Did anyone recognize his voice? Any of you kids recognize his voice? Maybe now that i put it in context, you can listen. Jim, would you care to say hello?
6: New line, new paragraph, capital hello, capital Nancy, comma, it, apostrophe uh-huh. S, a pleasure to be here, period. New line, capital thank you, period.
5: You're welcome. Period. Ladies and gentlemen, will you help me bring Jim right on stage, please? Jim, come on down.
4: Yeah. What up, Jim?
6: I have a script too.
5: Yeah. (laughs) Now you know, um, since Jim brings cold sweats and white knuckles to many of you older students. We thought it would be fun to have Jim come up on stage and help us share some good news for a change. I see you've uh, got something in the bag there, Jim.
6: I do. There's some uh, very special prizes in here. Let's see. All right, enough suspense. Uh, there's something new this year. Winners will also get a CD from our musical guest, Giles Mavis.
5: Anything else?
3: Oh,
6: yes, there is, actually. Uh, there's also a CD for our winners from Braille Institute's own very talented vocalist, Marlena Colston-Barber. Ooh. There it is. She's uh, performed at various musical theater productions and as a solo artist at numerous festivals and concerts. She's also the director of Braille Institute's Johnny Mercer Children's Choir. And she will be performing later
5: this evening. All right. Well, thank you. We love Marlena. And you know what? She's a new mom. I just thought I'd throw that into her. Um, we're very proud of her. and very pleased to have her and Giles Mavis here with us this evening. Those are great giveaways, but you know these kids have come thousands of miles. There must be something else in your bag.
6: Uh, well, there's a, there's a there's one thing that doesn't fit in the bag. Uh, there, uh, one of you will get your name engraved right over there on the Braille Challenge Perpetual Trophy. It's on the right side of the stage if you're sitting in the audience.
5: That's right. It's right here, illuminated, and the Perpetual Trophy is quite an honor. But uh, anything else?
6: There's also... Let's see if I can find it. It's kind of big. Uh, All our first place winners and our Teacher of the Year will receive a brand-new Focus Blue 40 refreshable Braille display.
5: (laughs) Now you're making some friends.
6: That's donated by uh, our major prize sponsor, Freedom Scientific.
5: Now, the way that works, that hooks up to a mobile device or computer or something like that, right? Yes, it
6: does. So this year we have a very special extra prize to go with it. Now, I know there's a rumor floating around about this prize, but uh, let's let's clear it up once and for all. We'll do it the formal way. I, capital P A D, an iPad. So that means each first place winner and the teacher of the year will get an Apple iPad to go with their Braille display. The iPads are made possible thanks to the generosity of Braille Institute's donors, and we thank them very much.
5: We do. Thank you. That is very cool. Thank you, Jim. And uh, please help me thank Jim for introducing our prizes this evening.
2: (laughs) Ah, You don't get to keep the bag, Jim. Sorry about that.
5: All right, we have a lot more fun and excitement coming this evening, and we will get to giving away those iPads, I promise. But first, I'd like to welcome to the stage the man of the hour, who's been here from all the years that we've had the Braille Challenge and then some, who really, it was his initial brainchild to start something like the Braille Challenge. That is our president, Mr. Les Stocker.
7: good evening everyone. Looking out over the uh, audience tonight and seeing so many faces from across this country that have become not only familiar to me, but to each other, leads me to believe that one of the more powerful aspects of the Braille Challenge is how it has brought so many people together. The challenge represents people united not by geography, but by a philosophy that coming together in the name of literacy is more important than ever. This year, we hosted some 39 different regional challenges across North America, with more than 900 students participating. At each one, students of all abilities gathered to be cheered by their teachers, their parents, their school administrators, their transcribers, their sighted friends and community leaders, most of those children will not make it here to Los Angeles, but each one of them chose to challenge themselves by studying a little harder, putting themselves out there, and most importantly, becoming advocates for Braille itself. Everyone in this room who is involved in Braille, the, the raised dot Braille, reading Braille, teaching Braille, transcribing Braille, re- reaching, Braille, researching Braille—I'm sorry, producing Braille or designing equipment that disseminates Braille is a part of a movement. The Braille challenge has become the rallying call, one that by its sheer size and scope has shaped attitudes and expectations about why kids need Braille skills. But now we're at it again. We are on track to embrace the future that Braille literacy, social literacy, and digital literacy are becoming intertwined. New ideas are generating exciting new directions. Last year, we moved to using digital talking book players, and we've learned since learned that hundreds of students and their teachers were motivated to use this new technology for the first time. Our partners from Perkins School for the Blind in Boston, they're here today. They were showing off their new digital, digitally enhanced Brailler, but before it was even fully out of the box, we'd begun talking with them about working together to create compatible electronic challenge contest material. Doctors Sachs and Wolf from California State School for the Blind are here this year initiating research on the correlation between academic success, social skills, and future employment. And lastly, perhaps a real game changer. We have an entire team of researchers and computer programmers led by Braille Institute staff working on how to move the challenge into the digital age using tablets and refreshable Braille display. Our advisory committee was given a sneak peek of our new Braille Challenge app, or application just this week. The future is here, and we're actively shaping it, but we can't do it alone. Creating a bright future for our students takes support, and there are many people right here tonight who I would like to thank personally. The official, sponsoring, uh, the official presenting sponsor for the 2012 Braille Challenge is, once again, our Braille Institute Auxiliary. They host events throughout the year to raise funds for this and other impactful Braille literacy programs. Representing them here tonight are Judy Plough, Barbara Caldwell, Barbara Hardesty, Audrey Fimpler, and Jan Powell, and they are all here. <laughs> This entire banquet tonight was once again sponsored by our very, very generous long-term friends, Carl and Jeanette Goldbaum. <laughs> also with us tonight are longtime supporters, longtime supporters, board member Rick Nelson and his wife, Dot Nelson. They, you've only heard part of it. They generously sponsored last night's welcome reception that you all enjoyed—a wonderful way for the families to connect and renew these friendships. Additionally, for the seventh straight year in a row, Dot sponsored our festive opening ceremony today through her company, Dot Dot, Inc. Thank you, Dot. you've just heard about the exciting prizes for our top uh, our five uh, finalists tonight and our teacher of the year. Braille Institute is providing the Apple iPad 3s and the Focus 40 blue braille displays are being donated by our major prize sponsor Freedom Scientific. Freedom Scientific has been supported um, has supported us from the beginning and is a leader in access technology for people who are blind and visually impaired. Representing them here tonight are Toya Bruce and Joe McDaniel. <laughs> a highlight of this evening is our Teacher of the Year for Excellence in Braille Instruction. This award is being sponsored tonight by Mr. Bill Evans, who has been perhaps one of the longest sponsors of this event from its beginning and a dear, dear friend to Braille. Thank you, Bill. <laughs> We have two separate individual skills competition donors this year, and one of them was able to be with us tonight, Mr. Philip Woodward, sponsoring the Reading Comprehension. Thank you, Philip. Lastly, we couldn't host this gala event were it not for generous support from many individuals, foundations, corporations, Those attending tonight include the Dockweiler Foundation in memory of Marcus E. Crahan, City National Bank, represented by Carolyn Rodriguez, Mary Burson, long, long time supporter and friend from San Diego, Sally and Frank Jameson from our staff itself, Gerald and Mary Brown in memory of Catherine Krupa, Florence Gerard, Barry Goldbaum, Palmer Langdon, we also have several program partners who support us through through in-kind gifts. Their generosity allows us to provide prizes for winners of each of our 39 preliminary regional events in the U.S. and Canada. They are Humanware, which donated Victor Reader Streams, digital talking book players, the National Braille Press, which provided certificates for their catalog of Braille books and products, Seedling's Braille Books for Children, which also provided gift certificates for a book or T-shirt from their catalog, and Perkins Products, who this year donated gift certificates for a Braille Sudoku game. We'd also like to thank two, our two media sponsors, Patrick Healy and our longtime media sponsor, nbc for Los Angeles. And also KPC, <laughs> yes, <laughs> applaud KNBC. And KPCC Radio. Whose mission is to strengthen the civic and cultural bonds of, and that unite Southern California's diverse communities? We are grateful to all of you who, in ways both big and small, help us host this inspirational event. Please join me in giving a special round of applause and appreciation for our staff who put in countless hours beyond their usual duties. Thank you so very, very much. Thank you. I have to tell you that I feel kind of like Karnak the Magnificent standing up here because I'm sensing some vibes. In fact, maybe maybe voices. Yes, it's voices. Ah, it's not one, it's many voices of all the contestants who are saying, Mr., get on with it. We want to get those prizes. So, Nancy, let's get on with it.
5: you, Les. All right. Who's ready to start winning some prizes? Now, I do have some star power to come out tonight to help us out. In fact, tonight's guest might actually be considered royalty. He has voiced several voices on the blockbuster hit movie, Madagascar 3, and... He is the voice behind King Julian from the Nickelodeon cartoon series, The Penguins of Madagascar. Please help me welcome my co-emcee, Danny
1: Jacobs.
5: Oh, yeah! Come on,
4: come on! Come on!
8: Hey, hey. challenge! Yeah! Put your hands in the air! wave them like you just don't care. Now it still looks like you care, like you just don't care. All right, everybody say move it on the count of three. One, two, three, move it. Give me one more a little better, please. One, two, three, move Move it. it. All right, now sing it with me. Let's just do one chorus. Here we go. Five, six, seven, eight. I like to move it, move it Come on! I like to move it, move it Hey, hey! I like to move it, hey, move it Hey, You like it. to? Come on! I like to move it, move it I like to move it, it, it move it, it I like to move it, move it Your turn! Move it! All right! Dial yeah. Babies! Woo! Ah! Oh, so good to be here Thank you so much for having me
9: uh, My name is Danny Jacobs, as Nancy said And, uh,
8: this is my King Julian voice. Wait, am I doing this right? Am I supposed to say, Capital, this is my King Julian voice, period. Capital King Julian is Capital Awesome. Capital every day. But my normal voice sounds
2: more like this. (laughs) So, the rest of the evening, I talk like this for you. (laughs)
9: Well, thank you guys for having me. Um, It's a real blessing to be here, and it's my first time here, and a lot of people probably don't know that I actually have worked with the Braille Institute right here in L.A. About 13 years ago, I don't even think you guys knew this. I was doing research for a play where I was playing a character that was vision impaired, and they were losing their vision due to diabetes. And so I went and did research and learned how to uh, get around without seeing, and they put the blindfold on me, and they gave me the cane and everything. And um, my performance in that play went on to win absolutely nothing. (laughs) But I learned a lot. (laughs) So thank you guys for having me here. And um, what do we have coming up? Are we going to give some awards away or something like that? I think that's the plan, yes. All right, let's do it.
5: All right, our first award tonight. Our first award is the KNBC. Braille Superstar Award for Excellence in Reading Comprehension. This $1,000 cash award will be presented by LA's best-loved award-winning reporter who might want to take this opportunity to interview King Julian, Patrick Healy.
10: Patrick Healy! Nancy, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be here again this year. I have to tell you, as a news reporter, I get to interview some pretty cool people. I've interviewed the president of the United States, the governor, musicians, movie stars, royal challenge winners. But never before have I had a chance to interview a royal lemur.
8: Please, please, either bend down and kiss my feet or
10: just throw money. There's no need to throw on compliments. All right, my first question. Yes. What is Maurice going to say when he finds out you're headlining the Braille Challenge in Hollywood and you did not invite him?
8: Well, my answer to that is, who cares? (laughs) It's just Maurice. But he'll probably say something like, oh, well, King Julian will tell all the kids I said hi. (laughs) And I'll say, shut up and go
10: get me a mango. (laughs) All right, one more question before we get on with awards. Of all those crazy Madagascar characters, apart from yourself, who is your favorite?
8: My favorite Madagascar? Well, you said besides for me. Besides you. I would have to say, besides for me, King Julian, my favorite character in all of the Madagascar franchisees would be my feet.
10: (laughs) Right,
3: kids?
10: (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. All right, we're going to hear a lot more from Danny and King Julian tonight, but let's get on with the awards. And the first one, KNBC, NBC4 in Los Angeles, more than a TV station. We have a website. We're part of the Universal family. If you've been to the theme park next door, that's us. We have this commitment to education, to literacy. I mean, after all, it's the foundation of our society, so we're so proud to be a part of this. Every year, we do the NBC4 Braille superstar, focusing on comprehension, eligible all the age groups. $1,000 this year, really? Wow, we finally opened up the purse strings. $1,000. So let's find out who the winner is. Gee. Can you help me open this? (laughs) And after we announce the winner, come on up, and then we're going to want to take some pictures before you go back to your seat. All right. The winner... Of the NBC4 Royal Superstar Award is From Kansas Luther
2: Fuller Luther Fuller Come on, come on How oh. Luther, Luther likes to move it, move it Luther likes to move it, move it Luther likes to move
8: it, move it He likes to move it Come on
4: I like to move it we like to move it. We like to move it.
2: Luther Fuller from Kansas.
6: Luther Fuller from Kansas. He's a three time finalist and 2010 Braille Challenge winner. Luther enjoys playing the piano and listening to classical music. Luther was honored with a second place trophy in the 2011 Kansas Music Teachers Association State Honors Audition. He's fond of linguistics, especially the German language. Luther swims in his free time and hones his world geography knowledge. He is the two-time winner of his school's Geography Bee, Luther Fuller.
9: I hope you have a large pocket.
6: from Maria Cadd, She says, what an awesome surprise with the celebrity guest. Agreed.
5: Congratulations, Luther. And thank you, Patrick. The next award we're giving out this evening is an award that doesn't go out to a student. This award recognizes it behind every student especially a very accomplished one like all of you, is a great teacher. You know, Danny, uh, kind of like Mr. Miyagi and The Karate Kid.
9: Yes, that's a good example.
5: Or Professor Dumbledore and Harry Potter.
8: Right, or, or, or King Julian and Mort. (laughs) Mort, get away from the feet.
5: He gets the idea. That's right. But tonight, the Braille Challenge Teacher of the Year Award for Excellence in Braille Instruction, this, see- this uh, award seeks to honor a teacher who shows innovation, who really engages parents and uh, all of their peer, all of the students' peers in the classroom and all of the education, and who also supports the community and brings the community invo- involved. I'd like to start by watching a very special video tribute of our 2012 Teacher of the Year, Laurel Hudson from Georgia.
11: My name is Laurel Hudson. I'm a teacher of students with visual impairments and an orientation and mobility specialist. I work in DeKalb County, which is right outside of, of Atlanta. I am really overwhelmed with the Braille Institute's uh, generosity in in giving me this award. I really, really appreciate it that this award is for teachers. Those of us who get in our car every day and many of us who drive from school to school and just work our hearts out with, with getting everything in place for students and adapting materials and making sure we're empowering general educators and I like to think that this is symbolic of all the teachers out there, all of us who are doing this. She
5: is so deserving of this award, and we were all thrilled that she was chosen.
11: She has an intuitiveness with all children
5: that really permeates everything that she does. What's that letter?
11: Do you remember? Daddy's fun. (laughs) Let's
5: read it. Not only does she have high
11: expectations for students, but she has high expectations for the staff. A lot of my focus is with the adults who work with the student because I'm mostly in inclusion settings. I work with those teachers, those general educators, to help them in, empower them as they're working with my students.
12: We were also excited when we found out that Lori had won this award. We think she's such a fantastic teacher and she's just a tremendous resource. She really just has. Um, such a such a way of just kind of cutting through and just being so clear and direct when you have a question
1: she's eager to share to not only to answer the question, but perhaps some more background around that to help you to understand why it is that way.
12: She's written this great book, Classroom Collaboration.
11: I had so many worksheets and guidelines that I made up for my own personal use around inclusion, the process, and I lent them out so often that I decided to, to put them into a book and Perkins for School for the Blind published that book.
12: So many things you just go and make copies of and it. it's just all right there instead of having to recreate it.
4: She is not the kind of person that comes in and wants to act like, I'm
2: telling you how to do this. No,
4: she's right in there sitting on the floor with us, you know, just you know, just really involved to the point that you would want to say, this is someone that I
2: really would like around my children.
5: When we first met Dr. Hudson when Kendra was two, and she was the one who did Kendra's initial evaluation for the transition into the school system, I knew right away that
11: she was a person that I'd be able to identify with because she had very high expectations. We're going to practice asking for directions like we have for several lessons in a row.
12: Excuse
11: me? Excuse me? What happened?
12: You were just humming and walking by when That's I right. repeatedly said excuse me. Excuse
11: That's me. right. And you excuse were perfect.
5: You were a good volume. You were clear. Dr. Hudson has been an excellent
12: teacher, a good friend. She put so much of herself into her work. It's definitely not a nine-to-five job for her. She's available at any time. We've called her during the summer. (laughs) and she's technically off-duty. As a parent, there's no better feeling to know that your kid is loved by their teachers. Really, I know she loves my son. Can you
2: please help me find a bench? Oh, sure,
11: um, right over there. Can you tell me if it's left or right?
5: Oh, I'm sorry, yes. We've never changed our expectations for Kendra. We want her to be able to do everything she would be able to do if she were cited. You have to find the people who agree with that philosophy. Surround yourself with them and take advantage of them and let them lean on you, too. So I think when we do
11: all manage to come across someone with a similar philosophy, we like to stick together. (laughs) And draw in your cane. Good. And you can sit on this bench. How'd that one work out? Awesome. I came across a quote years ago. It's by a a Robert Fong out of, of... Harvard University. I'm, I'm no, I don't even have met this man, but I live by what he's he wrote. We who are called to teach do so out of conviction that what we teach is important, those whom we teach are precious, and the reason why we teach reaches to the very core of our place and mission in the world. I just love that. It, it just explains why I'm doing this because of what I teach, who I teach, and who I am.
12: Congratulations, Lori. We're so thrilled for
11: you. Lori, you know you're awesome. Thanks for everything that you do. We're so proud and honored to be working with you. <laughs> Congratulations and keep up the
6: good work. Very well-deserved.
12: I think she's awesome. We're so thankful
6: for her. Couldn't be better
4: than you, that that's for sure. Couldn't do it without you. Couldn't do it well without you. We could do it. but Yeah, we might. <laughs> definitely do it. Well. Yeah. <laughs> You can never tell what happened with that. that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder you what you? you are. Yeah, you're fitting.
11: You are all fitting.
9: Please come up and receive your well-deserved award.
6: has been a full-time teacher of students with visual impairments for 42 years. She's also an o and a published professor, and has even trained teachers in Asia. She's known for creating custom stories in Braille to hook her students, and she gets everyone into the act by including the entire sighted class in learning Braille.
11: I am exceedingly pleased. I'm thrilled. You can see from this video how much I... I love to teach and how much teaching means to me and I'd just like to say tonight just how much the Braille Institute means to me for, for recognizing that, for acknowledging that. It's just a big, big deal for me. Thank you for, to Stephanie Holloway. Uh, her daughter is, and, and my student is Kendra Holloway. She couldn't be here tonight but uh, she won the apprentice finals last year And um, just that gives me a special connection with with the Braille Institute. And also my student, Jack McPadden, is is participating this year, which is very special to me, too. (laughs) Um, Thank you to my husband, who's who's here tonight, my personal friends, my husband, and also Jerry and Teresa, who are here to celebrate with with, with me. Um, Big, big thanks to the Braille Institute, to the... Advisory committee who was honored me by choosing me for this award to Christine Pack. (laughs) When I think of that astonishing call that you made in the spring saying you have been awarded the Teacher of the Year award, that I truly didn't expect and I'm so thrilled about. Um, Thank you to the the digital media department, especially Lisa Fletcher, who did all of the filming for this, all the shooting. And to the incredibly um, generous donors, Mr. Garfunkel, (laughs) Mr. Bill Evans, Um, thank you so much, sir. Uh, In learning more about the Braille Institute, I was very interested to to read their mission statement, uh, to eliminate the barriers to a fulfilling life caused by blindness and severe sight loss. When I thought about this, I thought, what are those barriers? And it seems to me my understanding is one of the major barriers to a fulfilling life is limited information. How do we eliminate this barrier? Our students learn literacy skills so they can access that information. How do they access it? Through Braille, sponsored by the Braille Challenge. I'm just so impressed that the Braille Institute so directly and clearly links their mission statement with what they're doing in their major, major events, and I just think that's wonderful. Um, I, I thank them, and I'm just really grateful for this award. And um, I so congratulate all the students and their families and their teachers of visually impaired, their, their TVIs, in, making it this to these this finals competition what a wonderful award that a wonderful process this is for you and i'm really proud of all of you thank you so 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 much
5: you do to promote Braille literacy. You know, I'm sure everybody in this room has been helped along the way somewhere by a teacher who was very special to them, kind of helped them take that extra step, go that extra mile. Danny, is that uh, true for you?
9: Oh, yeah, I had so many great teachers in life, I couldn't even name them all, but I'd have to say my great, the greatest teacher I ever had probably was failure. Failure was my greatest teacher. Right? You've heard that? When you lose, don't lose the lesson. Anyone? Has anyone heard that? Just shout if you've heard that.
3: <laughs> yeah! All
9: right. So that, I think that's been my, my greatest teacher, actually. In fact, there's a lot of teachers in the room tonight, right? There are. Can we get all of the teachers, please, to stand up and be acknowledged? Go ahead. Wherever you
8: are in the room, please stand up. Let's give them all a big round of applause for all the hard work and dedication. Please remain standing. Please remain standing.
9: Remain standing until you've been told to sit down. Yeah, you. I got my eyes. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, from my own experience, that you guys are just like Failure. And I mean that. I mean, like, because you're great, you're the best teachers in life. life. Right,
6: right?
3: Did I say that? That's right. Did I say something? I I,
5: I think the point (laughs) got across. I mean, yeah! Yeah, Yeah. teacher! You know, there is one other group that is very key to the education of these children, and I believe there are some here tonight. Because without them, there wouldn't be any lessons in Braille to study. And that's our transcribers. Do I have any transcribers here tonight? Would you please stand? Come on.
8: Everyone? Transcribers! And
5: there they are. There should be a movie there
8: called they Transcribers.
5: They are a shy bunch. No hiding behind the dots. we truly thank you for the difference you make every day as well. You know, teachers and transcribers, um, they, they kind of guide students on their life's journey. And next, I'd like to share with you a couple of students who are going to come up and share with us their life's journey. They're going to describe how blindness has shaped them. Our first presenter is Kimberly Ocampo.
2: Ah, she has some fans.
5: Kimberly will be a senior in Bolsa Grande High High School this fall. She's been a student at our Braille Institute program since she was a five-year-old. She's a veteran of our Southern California Regional Braille Challenge, and is a very popular vocalist, talented vocalist, in Marlena's Johnny Mercer Choir, and with the Bolsa Grande uh, Advanced Choir. Please welcome Kimberly Ocampo.
12: Hello everybody, Um, well, my name is Kimberly Ocampo and really, I'm just a regular teenager. Well, okay, there is one difference. I was born with an inherited retina deteriorating disease called Leber's congenital amaurosis. Basically, in regular people words, that just means I'm blind. Um, but other than that, really, I just think I'm a regular person. On a typical day, my alarm rings, I groggily roll out of bed, drag myself into the shower, throw on some clothes, and I'm on my merry way to school. Ugh, school. Things are very interesting there. Okay, so you get a couple kinds of teachers. You get one kind who has that, oh, you poor little blind girl kind of attitude. It's like, I don't know, they think you're in preschool or something and don't think you can do what the other kids can. And they try not to show it, but you can tell by the way they're constantly telling you how amazing you are because you can find the classroom door all by yourself. And then there's a the difficult kind of teacher who has a really hard time accepting an assignment that's not done exactly their way. And then, thankfully, the understanding teacher who realizes that with a slight modification, I can do what everyone else can. So they change an assignment just a little, but not enough to the point where I just, you know, ease through the class. And I've also made some great friends at school. Oh, by the way, when I say friends, I don't mean the girl who sees you walking and goes, um, do you, like, need help? And hesitantly takes your arm to try and take you somewhere. Even though she has no idea where you're going, It would end up taking you the wrong way if you let her. Or the guy who sees you walking and jumps out of the way cursing because he thinks you're gonna hit him with your cane on purpose. Or the group of kids who stand around your desk whispering to each other, I wonder how she does that? Apparently unaware of the fact that I can hear them perfectly fine and they can ask me, thank you very much. (laughs) No, I mean real friends. The kind who you can have inside jokes with, the kind you can be totally stupid around and they don't care. These friends ask me any questions they may have about my blindness. Oh, which brings me to another point. If you have a question, please don't hesitate to ask. You won't sound ignorant or stupid, I promise you. My blindness isn't something I want to hide or ignore. And I'm sure if you asked my other visually impaired friends, they'd say the same. We're not ashamed of being blind. Our eyes malfunction, yeah, so what? We still hang out with friends, read, write, cook, play sports, we get mad, we get sad, we fall in love. And our visual impairment doesn't stop us from setting goals and dreams for our futures either. I can just see myself in a little over a year After I've graduated high school, I'll be living with a couple friends who have come to be my sisters, working some sort of part-time job to help pay for the bills and rent, also going to college. I'm planning on studying either psychology or social work. And you know, I know it's not going to happen just like that. I know I have to work for it, but I'm perfectly willing to do that. I think that's a big part of why I'm so grateful for being blind. Because I've learned not to shrink from adversity. Not to just say, oh, well, there's no way for me to do that, so I guess I'll just go find something else to do. Because I've learned that if there's something I want to do, I should find a way to do it, regardless of what's standing in my way. So I guess that's why if someone asked me if I could have the chance to see whether I would take it or not, that's why my answer is always no. Now, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people would. I'm sure a lot of people want that. And don't get me wrong, I am curious to know what you guys can see. Beautiful things like a rainbow or the ocean or someone who means the world to you, smiling at you. I'm sure they're beautiful, right? But the thing is, being blind has given me a lot of great experiences. And it's kind of nice to be oblivious to race, skin color, appearance, things that really are just irrelevant to a person's character. And because of that, I have friends of several different religious and ethnic backgrounds that constitute my family in every way that matters. I couldn't give that up. It's an invaluable gift. It's impossible to tell you everything I think, everything I feel, everything I want in one brief conversation, but I hope this has given you at least some idea and the realization that I'm just like anybody else. And like I said, I'm not gonna just sit by and just settle for content, for mediocrity. I want to achieve what I want. I'm not one to just lie down and let my troubles and obstacles win. I intend to triumph, to succeed. Thank you.
4: Give it up for Kimberly one more time, you guys. That was beautiful.
9: Thank you so much, Kimberly. That was an awesome witness. Yeah. Um, if it's, is it possible? Now, now I'm jealous. Now I'm jealous. I feel like I'm missing out on something, so thanks for that.
2: <laughs>
9: we have one Who else more. you got?
2: We got one more.
5: We have a second presenter. This is Desmond Delgadillo. He's a recent graduate from El Rancho High School in Pico Rivera, and will be heading off to the University of Laverne to immerse himself in the world of broadcast journalism. Might want to talk to Patrick Healy after uh, this evening. Desmond has been involved with the Braille Institute and its various youth and career services since he was in first grade. And many of you here may know him as a multi-year finalist of the Braille Challenge and a former first place winner. Desmond, welcome to the stage.
13: I'll start off by uh, talking about something most of us are familiar with high school. You know, I've always seen high school as more of a pegboard. And we're the pegs, hoping to find a circle where we can fit in and be accepted. But me, well, I've always felt like more of a square peg. I never really fit anywhere. That is, until over the years, I found other square pegs. And together, we formed our own circle, albeit a bit awkward and misshapen. Each of us has something to bring to the table, whether it be fashion expertise, insight into the original seventy three episodes of Star Trek or tech support, then always there's me. You're comedian, you're jokester. Now I like to have fun. I do. I like to make all sorts of jokes. But when a Stranger can contain his curiosity no longer. Well, then I become a representative. I become a representative of the blind community, eager to dispel any misconceptions one might have. It's like I tell my friends, I want you to ask questions, because how else will you know if you're wrong? A story I like to tell, one time a friend of mine caught me in the hallway during school. After a conversation, he emphatically apologized for interrupting my count. Now, I I explained to him that I don't, in fact, count my steps, and that if I did, I mean, let's be honest, I'd be forever lost. See, my friend's a really bright guy, one of the smartest people I know, actually. Even he needed a little correcting. See, sometimes asking a question isn't the end of the world. Sometimes asking that burning question might just clear the world up for you. Now, I don't remember exactly when my world dimmed, nor do I remember when it went dark altogether. My mother tells me I lost sight in one eye when I was a year old and in the other two years after that. Congenital glaucoma, the doctors told her, which resulted in a tremendous pressure that built up and eventually rendered both my retinas useless. My mother tearfully recalls the first three years of my life where she practically lived in hospital waiting rooms eagerly anticipating the news of my latest operation. It became a vicious circle. The doctors would perform a surgery, reducing the pressure, but it would be back worse than before. It soon became clear to my mom and to the specialist that my blindness was a foregone conclusion. My mother recalls how hard it was for her to cope with, how often she would break down and cry when I wouldn't react to the more visual cues. For a long time, She didn't know how to deal with her baby boy's future. There was one thing she was certain about. She wasn't going to coddle me close like a lot of my family did. She was going to gently push me out into the real world and allow me to immerse myself in real world experiences and become a real person. And because of that, well, I found my true calling. See, ever since I can remember, I've had a strong affinity for the power of the written word. I became enamored with the way words, simple little combinations of letters have so much power behind them. I mean, think about it. Words can, yes, hurt and destroy people, but more importantly, they give the power to tell stories, to express yourself, to, te- to convey ideas. And I decided long ago that writing is who I am and it will be my future. See, I plan on entering the world of journalism and through the uncanny power of the written word, provide people with that forum to express themselves, to tell their own stories, and to get across their revolutionary ideas. And for all the support my mother's given me over the years, I'm going to double it. See, in five or ten years, Mom, your baby boy will be on TV interviewing Hulk Hogan, brother. <laughs> your baby boy's name will be on that groundbreaking story that got the world talking again. But most importantly, and this one's really close to home, your baby boy will have made you proud. And that right there is my one and only aspiration. And you see, sometimes sometimes in between fantasies of being the next big media icon, I like to run through a favorite hypothetical of mine. Now what if just what if, tomorrow, the very doctor who fifteen years ago told my mom that my blindness was a foregone conclusion, were to call and offer to perform a miracle of modern science? Would I take it? See every time I run through this scenario it ends the exact same way. It ends with my polite refusal and a man of medicine's stunned silence. But do tell me, a modern miracle worker. Why? Why would I want to give up my blindness? If not for my blindness, I wouldn't be standing here right now, speaking earnestly to a group of peers for whom I have the utmost respect. If not for my blindness, I wouldn't be here right now. So we've all had an obstacle course, but we're all here tonight, at events like these to support one another, to show how much pride we have in what we do. I wouldn't give that up for the world. Asking me if I want to give up my blindness, that's like, that's like asking me if I want to give up my friends. And I want to give up my friends. I love my friends. My square pegs. Every last one of them. And I wouldn't give them up for the world, no matter how picturesque it might be. Thank you.
9: Right on, bro. Thank you for that.
5: Those were very inspirational. I hope you enjoyed them as much. Well, I don't think we can top that, so I guess that's the end of the show.
9: <laughs> Hang on a sec. I don't think everyone's going to agree with that. Kids, is that the end hey. of the show? Yeah. No. Why not? What, what else do we have to do? We forgot. Oh, wait, the what? Like, awards? What are you saying? <laughs> I can't hear you! No, I can't hear you because I have wax in my ears. I think it said awards. We're supposed awards? to do the awards.
5: Oh, let me check. It wasn't in my script. Okay, let's do this. We are going to do the awards. We're going to start with our third place awards. And as we traditionally do, We're going to begin with third place apprentice. The envelope.
9: Okay, third place. Drum roll, please. Apprentice, roll it.
0: Third place apprentice
9: winner
8: is from Georgia. Geneva
9: Shu Ying Harris from Georgia.
8: Geneva.
6: Geneva Xu Ying came from Changde, China at the age of three and did not speak English. Her Chinese name, Xu Ying, means brave sunshine. She plays the piano and loves to sing and dance. She rides her scooter, jumps on her trampoline, and plays with her Pekinese, Mei Mei. This first time Braille Challenge finalist relaxes by watching her favorite movie, Baby's Day Out. Aww.
8: So Geneva,
9: Geneva, tell me um, your 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 name. The middle part of your name, your Chinese name. Shu Yin. Shu Yin, and what does that mean? Brave sunshine. Brave oh. sunshine. Wow, isn't that fitting, folks? Does she light up the room or what? And it says here you like to ride your scooter and jump on your trampoline. Do you do that at the same time? I hope you don't <laughs>
2: no, not.
9: Ok, don't ever try that, ok? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't <laughs> Congratulations there One more time for
8: Geneva, everyone!
9: third place freshman. Here we go. The third place freshman is from the great state of Ohio.
8: It's Jalen Ballard. Jalen Ballard. Come on, come on.
4: Give it up.
6: Is a three-time finalist to the Braille Challenge. He also won first place in the twenty twelve Ohio Braille Accuracy and Creative Writing Contest. Jalen enjoys computer programming using F B I D E code and notepad, and using his iPod touch to find new interesting apps. He also likes roller skating and riding his bike and watching through the wormhole on the Science Channel. In his spare time, he's learning Mandarin. Okay, wait. So,
9: Jalen, you like to do all these different things, roller skating, riding your bike, watching through the wormhole, which is narrated by, you know who narrates it?
3: Morgan Freeman.
9: Morgan Freeman. Because like you, I have questions of my own. (laughs) Yeah, that's the best I can do. So now, in your spare time, you're learning Mandarin?
3: Well... (laughs) Kind
9: of. <laughs> so you, Can you give us a little taste of that? I'll just maybe a word or
3: two?
2: What? Okay. <laughs> yeah!
9: Great job, Jalen. Congratulations. Well deserved, all your hard work. I'm gonna give you this little uh, card here with your name on it.
8: Give it up for Jalen, folks.
5: Now we have third place, sophomore.
0: Third
9: place in the sophomore category
8: hails from my home state of Michigan, Jessica Lamar. Woo!
4: Come on, come on!
6: Jessica is a first-time finalist to the Braille Challenge. She enjoys snow skiing and swimming. Congratulations. We're going to take a couple pictures right now. She's a triple threat talent. She sings, plays the piano, and acts in her local theater. She teaches herself songs similar to her favorite star, Taylor Swift. Jessica also likes to read and write in her spare time. In fact, she won second place in the Rotary Club Writing Award. Jessica. From Michigan. What part of Michigan are you from?
12: Davisburg. It's like kind of like an hour north of Detroit.
9: An hour north of Detroit. Here's how we do it in Michigan. We usually hold up our hand like this and we point to right here. She doesn't do that because she's intelligent. I do that. (laughs) So it says you're a triple threat. So that includes what? Yeah,
12: singing, acting, and I'm not very good at the But still, enough to be
9: threatening. So we should still be scared, right? (laughs) All right, way to represent Michigan. Congratulations. Well deserved. A lot of hard work. Um, Tell Michigan I said hi when you get back there, please. All right, everyone. Jessica (laughs) Lamont. (laughs) Hello. Place JV is from the great state of Iowa, Annabella Costanzo.
6: She is a six time finalist and two time winner at the Braille Challenge. She's taking piano lessons, which she plays by ear in her spare time. She enjoys swimming, listening to music, watching her favorite star, Will Ferrell, in her favorite movie, Elf, and playing her 300 plus computer games.
9: Okay, first things first, congratulations. Thanks. How badly did I butcher your name?
2: that badly. I wasn't really paying attention.
9: <laughs> you weren't paying attention. Wow, am I used to that. So, <laughs> is it Annabella or Annabelle? How do you like it?
2: Annabelle.
9: It's whatever. Annabelle. Honestly, I should have known. It's Midwest. Annabelle. Annabelle. And it's Costanzo? No. Costanzo. Okay. And um, now, what's up with the 300 plus computer games?
2: No, I just... Downloaded them one time on Thanksgiving Day Because my friend and I were like Addicted to them so we just like downloaded Like all of them and Yeah
9: Alright let's hear it for addiction Yeah
2: <laughs>
9: <laughs> Congratulations Annabelle All your hard work Have a great rest of your trip And I'm going to give you this little card with your name on it So you, as a keepsake
8: Annabelle everyone Woo
5: Third place for the big kids.
9: Third place varsity. Third place varsity. Third place varsity. Goes to somebody who hails from the great state of Virginia, Jennifer Shields. Woo! Come on, come on!
6: She's a four time finalist and a 2011 Braille Challenge varsity winner. She is the new, uh, correction, 2011 Braille Challenge winner. She's the new editor for her school newspaper as well as class salutatorian, which I take it means she read the graduation speech. <laughs> Jennifer is also a talented singer in the district chorus women's a cappella group, Bella Voce. Her numerous recognitions include the Thomas Jefferson Book Award from the University of Virginia, being a member of many academic honor societies, and receiving an NFB scholarship. All
8: right, Jennifer. First of all,
9: congratulations to you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Did I say your name correctly, or is it Jennifer for childs? I got, were you paying attention when I said it?
2: Yes, I was paying attention. Woo!
9: All right, so now i got to ask you, I, I was never even in consideration, so i got to ask you, what in the world is a salutatorian?
12: It's um, the person with the second highest GPA in their graduating class.
9: That explains why I had no idea what, what that meant. <laughs> So you're, kind, you're a show-off, but not the most, per- the show off is you, D. You just laid back because you didn't want to be first. You were letting someone beat you, right? Uh. <laughs> well, let's go with that. Congratulations, Jennifer. Jennifer Shields. Yeah, Kenny. Come on, come on.
5: It. We're down to second place.
2: Second place.
5: Second place. Second place. Back to the Apprentice. Second place. second place, Apprentice.
2: Second place, Apprentice. Yeah, yeah, I like that.
4: Yeah, maybe I'll do it like, like Miles would do it.
2: <laughs> Let's see. Um, the second place winner of the Apprentice category from the state of Kansas,
8: Audrey Bethane!
6: Audrey plays the piano and loves to swim and ride her bike. This first time Braille Challenge finalist enjoys watching her favorite movie, Mary Poppins. Yeah.
9: Audrey, congratulations. You're very welcome. Are you, uh, is there anything you want to say to all the folks in, uh, as your acceptance speech for this great award?
2: No. I don't blame
9: you. I don't blame you. Now, your favorite movie is from Mar- is Mary Poppins. Is that right?
2: One of them is.
9: It's one of your favorite. Do you know any of the songs?
2: Mm, no.
9: Do I know any of the songs? I don't know. I, w- I do know, and the answer is No. But uh, congratulations, Audrey Safe travels, enjoy the rest of your trip And hopefully, maybe we'll see you next year
8: Audrey, everybody
9: Second place, freshman. Second place, freshman, and again from the great state of Ohio, it's Griffin Miller,
8: everybody!
6: Griffin is a three-time finalist and a two-time winner at the Braille Challenge. He's also known as Pie Boy. He can recite up to the 500th digit of pie from memory. And has been on TV twice for Pi Day. When Griffin's not tinkering with numbers, he can be found playing the piano and guitar or reading and writing Braille music. He also likes to swim and play Wii games in his spare time. Griffin has learned Spanish. German and is currently learning Chinese.
9: Hang on a second. Hold up, Griffin. Congratulations, buddy. You. You're welcome. Now it says here you're also known as Pie Boy. Mm-hmm.
2: Is that right? You're right. So now, does
9: that bother you when people call you names like that?
2: No. Well, why do
9: they Why do they call you Pie Boy? You You eat lots of pie. Is that the deal?
2: I remember
9: the number pie. Oh, you remember the number pie. Okay, so that's pretty cool. This is your little winner runner-up thingy. Er. So now let me ask you this. In your spare time, you learn Spanish, German, and is, you're currently learning Chinese. Yeah. You must have a lot of spare time. <laughs> Either that or I'm not very bright at all. That's probably what it is. Congratulations, Griffin. Enjoy the rest of your trip, buddy. in the lead so far.
5: Ah, okay, our second place sophomore. Get to that envelope quickly.
9: Second place sophomore from the great state of New York, Kelly Cusack. One second place in
6: the song for category Kelly is a second time finalist And previous winner to the Braille Challenge She is very active outdoors And uh, activities such as rock climbing Swimming and uh, clamming Indoor hobbies include listening to music Sewing, reading, and watching her favorite animated movie The Incredibles Playing piano and singing in a choir are among her musical talents. Kelly was also noted with the S.G. Morley Physical Education Student Leader Award this year. Kelly Cusack. Um, Yes, Kelly.
8: Kelly. I noticed here on this paper it says that your favorite animated movie is The Incredibles. Would you like to change your answer? What would it take for you to change your answer?
2: I'm not sure. <laughs> well, I'm sure we can
8: arrange for whatever it is. But to be honest, The Incredibles is my movie too. It's my favorite.
3: <laughs>
9: so, uh, congratulations. It says here, uh, now, you're very active. You do rock climbing, swimming, and clamming.
2: Yeah. <laughs> is it just me? What's clamming? Um, well, you go out to the beach and you and you go into the water and you feel under the sand for clams and then you and then you eat them. Now,
9: <laughs> now before you eat them, do you uh, take them out from under the sand, or you just kind of go in there, you know, like chomping away?
2: Well, as much as I'd like to go under the sand and chomp on the clams, I think I'd have to take them out first. <laughs>
9: All right. Well, that must be why you won this uh, second place sophomore winner award, because you're smart enough to know to take him out of the sand and cook them first. <laughs> Kelly Cusack, everyone. Second place in the junior varsity category from the great state of Massachusetts,
8: Daisy Russell!
6: Finalist to the Braille Challenge. Her school interests include publishing an article in her school n- newspaper, being a member of Spanish Club, receiving several aca- academic awards. Her creative outlet is making citrus soaps in Celtic designs and listening to music. An active member of V Stars, she participates in recreational and volunteer activities with other blind teen girls. Her Irish background and Irish middle name, Chauvin, has her longing to learn the Gaelic language. Daisy, congratulations, Daisy.
9: (laughs) Way to represent Ireland. (laughs) Are you excited? Yeah. Have you ever been to Ireland? No. Are you planning to go? Yes. Good for you. (laughs) (laughs) And you want to learn Gaelic? Do you have a, uh, a favorite design for your soaps?
2: Um, no, not really.
9: They're just all brilliant, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I thought.
8: Daisy Russell, everybody!
9: Second place in the varsity category. Also from the state of Massachusetts. Yuna Giada.
6: is a four-time Braille Challenge finalist. This musician has been playing the piano for six years and has received awards and scholarships at the Launchy School of Music. She enjoys shopping and movies, as exemplified by her favorite film, Confession, Confessions of a Shopaholic. <laughs> this year, Yuna had a poem published in the journal Teens in Print. In her spare time, she's a member of the Mayor's Youth Council in Boston and tutors children at the local library. Okay, you know, did I, did I totally butcher your name? Did I do okay?
2: You did
5: really good, I'm surprised.
9: Okay, okay, you're surprised. I'm just gonna go ahead and, and, and take that and I say that you're obviously <laughs> paying attention.
8: Yes, yes.
2: Definitely. Oh yeah, I also want to say, um, I bow down since you're King Julian, but I'm wearing a dress so I didn't want it.
8: Excellent choice. <laughs> the king prefers majesty and grace.
9: So now, You say your favorite movie is Confessions of a Shopaholic? Yes. Are you, when you go shopping, are you at shopaholic levels?
2: Yes. Well, my mom says so. I mean, to me, it seems normal, but that's what she says. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
8: Let's hear it for addiction.
9: Yeah.
8: Congratulations, Yuna.
5: To our first place series. Yeah, are you ready? Waiting for this one? We start with Apprentice. First place Apprentice and the envelope.
9: First place Apprentice. The most show off of the showy offiest. (laughs) From the great state of Michigan, Julia LeGrand.
6: Julia is a second-time finalist to the Braille Challenge. She plays the piano and uh, loves to swim and perform ballet. Her favorite subject in school is art.
9: Julia, congratulations.
3: Thanks.
9: Are you happy to be here? (laughs) Yes. I know Hollywood in California is not Michigan, but are you enjoying your time here? All right, so it says here, oh, what part of Michigan are you from?
12: Grand Rapids.
9: Grand Rapids, nice. I have some very good friends there. Now, it says here you play the piano and you love to swim and perform ballet. Have you ever performed any water ballet while playing the piano?
2: <laughs> no.
9: Will you perhaps attempt it when you return to Grand Rapids? No. This is why she won first place. <laughs> Congratulations, Julia. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
5: moving up to first place, freshman.
3: Yeah,
9: first place, freshman is from a little state we call. Georgia
8: Christopher Abel
6: Christopher is a three-time finalist and two-time Braille Challenge winner, an active kid. He has a black belt in ATA Taekwondo, does Jiu-Jitsu, and loves playing Wii sports games. He also enjoys boogie boarding and swimming in the ocean and playing foosball. In his quiet moments, he ponders moves on a chessboard. His favorite movie star is Daniel Radcliffe from his favorite movie, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire.
2: All right.
9: Christopher, congratulations, buddy. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you. Now, it says here that you have a black belt in ATA Taekwondo. Yes. Okay. And then uh, it also says that you do jujitsu. Yes. All right. And um, you also like playing Wii Sports Game.
2: That's one of my favorite things.
9: What is your favorite Wii Sports game to play?
2: I'm going to have to say Mario Strikers.
9: Mario Strikers. So do you dominate the house when it comes to that game?
2: Well, nobody else really plays it, so (laughs) I I would create everybody like 40 to 0.
9: That's the best way to dominate the house. Just choose something that no one else is competing in. (laughs) But that's not how you won first place freshman. Congratulations, buddy. Christopher Abel from Georgia. In the first place sophomore category We're going to do it like Al Pacino If you don't mind Yes, it goes like this From the state of
8: Massachusetts Jack McPatton Yeah, hoo-ha Come on
4: Show me what you got Show me what you got Show me what you got. Show me what you got. Come out come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come out
6: This first time finalist to the Braille Challenge enjoys geocaching, which is a combination of hiking and treasure hunting. Jack's junior black belt in Taekwondo comes in handy when wrestling for the treasures, he finds. This daredevil also tried skiing for the first time and really enjoyed it. He's very fond of dogs. He spends time with his dog, Dallas, and trains neighborhood dogs as well. In fact, in his spare time, he's writing a book about dogs.
9: Yeah, Jack, congratulations, buddy. Thank you. Did you work very hard for this?
2: I did. It was a long day, but it was worth it.
9: (laughs) (laughs) Now it is. If you didn't win first place, what would you have said about the long day?
2: I don't know. I wasn't expecting it, so.
9: (laughs) You're a modest man, Jack. I like that. Now it says here you've. Now, did you you enjoy geocaching, which is a combination of hiking and treasure hunting? Did you invent that combination?
2: No, but uh, somebody brilliant did.
5: I, I
9: had a lot, so... Right on. And have you catched any G.O.'s yet?
5: <laughs> Not yet.
9: <laughs> Alright, well you keep on trying, buddy.
8: Jack McPadden from Massachusetts. <laughs> Woo!
4: Come on. Yeah. Four times.
9: Four times. Junior varsity first place. Junior varsity first place. Let me just figure out how to pronounce this name. From the great state of New York. Nicholas Lipka. Woo! Nicholas, you are the first place winner in
4: the category. Show me what you got. Oh, uh, show me what you got. Yeah, show me what you got. Come on, come on, come on.
6: is a third time finalist and previous winner to the Braille Challenge. This piano player of jazz music is an aspiring meteorologist. He loves hiking in the Adirondack Mountains and rooting for Ryan Fitzpatrick, the Buffalo Bills quarterback who will take the team to the Super Bowl. Nicholas was fifth in the state of New York Future Farmers of America public speaking competition. But the topic of his three minute speech was Agriculture's Effects on the food supply.
9: Nicholas, yeah, congratulations, buddy. Thank you very much. Thank you. i not expecting this. Totally not expecting it. Was anyone, any of our winners out there, were you totally expecting it? Anyone? Anyone going to admit that? <laughs> well, I, I appreciate your modesty, Nicholas. Now, it says, this is what interests me. Piano player of jazz music and an aspiring meteorologist. Mm-hmm. Have you considered fusing the two, like Jack did with his loves, and calling it meteorologic jazz. Well, I actually have thought that it'd be really cool to do some sort of like a musical forecast. I think it'd be pretty awesome, actually. <laughs> because ja- music is kind of like math anyway, right? Exactly. You can just fuse it all together to be perfect. I will be first in line for your for your breakout CD when you decide to record it.
8: Okay, you'll get one for free. Woo, you heard it here first. Nicholas Lipko, ladies and gentlemen.
5: The Big Kahuna. Varsity first place for the rights to the Perpetual Trophy in addition to our lovely prizes.
9: Wow. I had no idea. So how do I milk this and make it more exciting? Let's see. Well,
5: we have some Braille instructors. In the world
9: where many people compete for the same award, <laughs> only one can truly win. The winner of the first place varsity
8: category, hailing... All the way from Alberta, Canada Dreamer Carduro Come on! Show me what you got Show
4: me what you got Show me what you got Come on, come on, come on, come on Show me what you got Let's wait, and wait, and wait What you got? Show me what you got, pretty lady. Let's wave, and away, we'll and let's wave, and away, we'll and,
6: and let's wave. Rima is a seven-time finalist and a two-time Braille Challenge winner. She spends her free time reading adventure novels, writing poems, swimming and playing goalball. She currently plays center on the Alberta Provincial Goalball team and was a gold medalist in the National Goalball Competition. Rima dreams of a career in geophysics. So Rima, congratulations.
2: Thank you.
9: How do you feel right now?
2: Uh shocked and like I'm going to fall off the stage.
9: We got you. We got you. Don't worry. I've done that before. It's no fun. Do you want me to help you? I do. You wanna, you're going to help me fall off the stage. All right. I appreciate that. Now, it says here, you dream of a career in geophysics.
5: Yeah, funny story. Hang on.
9: Hold it right there. No, go ahead.
5: F- funny story. You guys are going to love this, really. Uh, yeah, geophysics,
12: I gave up on that.
2: Because... Uh, <laughs> Stop laughing at me! (laughs) Who's supporting you as an audience? So,
5: I have wanted to be a math teacher since I was like nine, and I deviated from that path very stupidly. But I've gone back to teaching math now. So.
9: So that means you can't have a career in geophysics?
5: No, I'm all for math, man. Physics? (laughs) Physics? Not for me. Well, maybe
9: you could do geomath.
5: Where are you going with this? I don't know.
9: I don't know. But congratulations. It's not about me. It's about you. You're amazing. You did all this hard work, and you won, and it's well-deserved. Congratulations, my friend. Let's give one more round of applause for all of our first, second, and third place winners. Give it up, give it up, give it up! Give it up! And also for all of the nominees, because just to get out here in this room, you guys, you know you did some amazing things just to be out here. So give yourselves a round of
2: applause. Where
9: are we at, man?
5: Well, I'll tell you where we at, and it's good I have these are the kids that are going to change the world these are the change that we want to see in the world and I just am so moved by it and I think it's just time for our big finale and for our finale we have Eric Tucker who's the lead singer of Dial's Mavis who's going to do a duet with our own Marlena Colston-Barber and they're going to perform a very inspirational piece called "Sing."
2: All right, how you guys feeling? Are hey, you, you guys, happy? Clap with us. Come on. Woo! All right, it's those hands clapping. Sing it out, boy. You got to see what tomorrow yeah. will bring. Me. Hands up, come on, hands up. For every time that they want to count you out. Come on, come on, come on. Use your voice every single time. You open up your door.
4: It was over!
9: taking pictures and doing autographs, so please stick around and have a great time. I'd like to thank Nancy, everyone at the
8: Braille Institute. And sing it with me one more time, everybody, ready? Here we go. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. You like to? Stand up now. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. You like to? You like to move it, move it. She like to move it, move it. He like to move it, move it. We like to move it. You like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. Please say move it, move it. Come on. You like to.
4: We like to move it, move it Come on, come on We like to move it, move it We like to move it, move it We like to move it Move it, Move it, move it We like to move it, move it We like to move it, move it We like to move it, move it Like to move at. She likes to move at. I like to move it. She likes to move it. I like to move it. Come on. We just want to thank you guys for having us. It was an honor to perform in front of some of the most beautiful people we've ever met in our lives. Once again, we go by the name of Giles Mavis. You can check us out, gilesmavis.com. We'll be out in the front, we got CDs for sale. Just got a record deal. We'll be more than happy if you guys come out and show some love and support us. Thank you, guys, and have a good
13: evening.
0: Good things, as somebody once said, must come to an end. And this is one of their good things in life. It's been a wonderful, exciting evening for the kids, for the adults, for the teachers, and for us as well. But we've come to the end of this live broadcast of the Braille Institute of America's 2012 Braille Challenge Award ceremony been wonderful here at the Hilton Universal Hotel in Los Angeles, not only for the winners in each category, but for all the participants, the teachers, the counselors, the parents, and all of those who worked so hard to arrive at this point and to make this event such a booming success.
1: And it was a success tonight, Max. This broadcast has been brought to you by Airs LA and can be heard as a podcast on our website at www.airsla.org. A big thank you to Ryan Honey, Director of Universal Media Services for the Braille Institute, for his help in making this broadcast possible. Thanks also to Nancy Niebrugge, Vice President. I never quite say her name I do I, Ah,
0: uh, You're getting closer every year. <laughs> Three <laughs> more years, we'll have Niebrugge nailed.
1: Excellent. Nancy is the Vice President of Programs and Services and Director of the Braille Challenge. And thanks also to Danny Jacobs, Nancy's co-emcee tonight, the Braille challenge award ceremony rocked. It was such a great night. Oh, we also want to say thank you to Dick Burden, our very capable engineer who's with us every year, Dick Burden. I'm Anne Marie Howard.
0: And I'm Max Flanger. We'll do it again next year.
1: See you
11: you then.